Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back at the Queen's Table Podcast. I am your host, Marissa J, and I am coming at you from my day job. <laughs> yes, I ended up getting called into work today. It was supposed to be my day off, and uh, I usually work day shift. And so I got called in to do the night shift and I am here. That's what I'm doing. But you know what? I'm not going to allow this to stop me from doing the podcast a day. And yes, I also have all four of my children with me. (laughs) So bear with me. I'm going to have to do this in segments. And um, if you hear the phone ringing or dinging or what have you. I'll try and stop uh, the recording so that way it can run as fluidly as possible with as limited interruptions as possible. So, all right. I also want to add that I don't want to be here. (laughs) I did not ask for this. Um, I do not want to be here. I absolutely don't want to be here. I haven't had a day off in over a week. Um, No, almost two weeks. I haven't had a day off. And the one time that I'm supposed to have a day off, I'm here. Got to make money some kind of way. Anyhow, and uh, I'll actually be here until 10 o'clock tonight. So hopefully we'll be able to get this done. All right. So before we get into the episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about something very important, uh, very important to me, domestic violence. Um, I haven't really talked gone into um too awful much about uh my ex but that was a horrible horrible situation that I was in and um you know I made every excuse to stay and I really and truly wish that there was something out there that you know what I'm 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 lying to you because there there was plenty of resources out there for me. There was plenty of resources out there for me. I didn't have very good friends. I had friends that kept pushing me back towards him because they didn't want him sleeping on their sofa. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want to kick him out and look like the bad guy. Oh, well, he just did this. He just did that. You know, you could just, I mean, you could forgive him. He said he won't do it again. He used to beat the hell out of me all the time. And, you know, the one time that I'm like, okay, you got to get up, you got to go, is the one time that a lot of my friends had known about it. And so, you know, like it, it was just, it was, it was so ugly, but it was mostly me being too afraid to say, hey, he's not going to stop. He's going to continue to do this. So with that being said, being alone may scare you, but staying in a bad relationship will damage you. Leave Alive. It's a book by Miss Danette Mahabir. That's the same woman that does um, Little London Photography. If you've been on my Instagram page, uh, and if you haven't, go ahead and, and, and follow me on Instagram at TQT Podcast. Um, she's done beautiful photos of me and the kids for Valentine's Day at the Nashville Black Market. Um, I interviewed her on the Nashville Black Market episode. Uh, she is a great, great person to know, (laughs) to, to talk to. I'm going to have to get her on this show eventually at some point. She is absolutely amazing. So she wrote this book, Leave Alive. It is a guide and support for domestic violence victims to help in the fight to end abuse. You can find it at authorhouse.com. You can also find uh, the the following for the book at Leave Alive on Instagram. Please definitely go and check that out. Um, So I'm going to pause for a quick break to get some work done and also for our sponsor. All right, so I am back at home and recording this uh, this little segment of the episode. And I will go ahead and apologize in advance for the uh, music that you will inevitably be hearing in the background. Um, my neighbors have decided that they were going to throw a party. So, <laughs> yay. That's fun. Anyhow, okay, so last episode we were talking about 
uh, hoodoo and voodoo being um, spread out and all of that. Now, with Black American folk spirituality that developed from a number of West African beliefs, and uh, feel free to read up on that. Um, there's plenty of information on, on Wikipedia and whatnot. Um, but basically the difference between voodoo or voodoo and hoodoo that you need to know is that, um, with voodoo, voodoo, with voodoo or voodoo, um, V-U-D-U, uh, however you want to say it, that, well, no, not however you want to say it because V-O-O-D-O-O is a, um, media perpetuated, uh, religion. It's not, it's it, nothing's like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what you see on TV and stuff. But, uh, so, okay. So with that, you, it's heavily, heavily, heavily influenced by Roman Catholicism and hoodoo is a lot more laxed on the Christian faith. And, 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 and that's the Christian faith in as a whole, um, Catholicism, uh, Protestantism, um, Baptists, you know, it, it's, it's, it, and it's a lot more laxed on it. They do see the Bible as a giant, as a spell book, especially, especially the uh, book of Psalms, the song of Psalms. Um, they really believe that that is, you know, if you, if you were to go to a root worker and uh, have her brew you up some um, money uh, situation, you know, and she'll tell you, okay, uh, what you got to do is you got to go outside near a large body, body of water and throw this in the water under a waxing moon on a Wednesday. I'm being facetious here, but she'll give you instructions on how to, to use said oils or herbs and, um, tell you to, to read a passage from, from, uh, the song of Psalms. And, and that's that they, they're, it's, it's, it's very laxed on what you believe in, but it helps if you, um, have some sort of Christian faith. So, okay. We're going to take a slight break here and talk about white people and magic. And there's a reason for it. <laughs> I promise you. I know it's Black History Month, okay? I promise you. Just bear with me. So, okay. So, it's widely believed that white people got their magic from slaves. And when I say white people, I mean because America is the great melting pot. So, when I say white people, I'm talking about white Americans. So it's widely believed that they got their, their magic from, from slaves. Uh, that whereas that's partially true, white people had their own traditional beliefs that were lost unto them by Christianity. Um, they're coming back now to their Nordic roots. Um, and especially within this last handful of years, uh, this, this past century, you've got you know, movies that and TV shows that glamorized uh, witchcraft, like The Craft. Remember that movie, The Craft, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It was originally an Archie comic, and then it became a TV show, and now it's a show on Netflix. Go watch that if you have it, because that show is fly. <laughs> and they had shows like uh, Charmed. It was one of my favorite shows. Like they they started bringing people back a little bit. And I say Nordic because when we migrated from Africa to other parts of the world before the Ice Age, we took with us some of the same the, the same story of, of Ham and Kush and Nimrod and Ishtar and scattered them like breadcrumbs all across the globe. So they're not praying to Nimrod and Ishtar, but they're they have their own uh, versions of these types of people. Okay. Um, and the Nordic tribes were some of the last people, um, the last, uh, major majority people that, uh, preserved these beliefs. So, okay. So the Vikings were pagan and that means they were 
They were polytheistic. They had many, many gods. So accepting the Christian God as one of their own was easy for them. So while Charlemagne converted the world by force, the Viking conver conversion was a lot less bloody. And um, um, I've, it's, for example, for example, you've got, um, trade and when different countries and different areas and different territories would trade with each other it was you're represented uh you represented not only where you're from but your 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 religion as well and so you have christians and muslims and pagans and um in this in in these northern regions and so where the where the vikings were so okay so it wouldn't be any any um major deal for a viking to throw on a, a necklace with a cross on it when he goes to do his trade deals and then take that off and put back uh, Thor's hammer, you know, before he went home. Like that wasn't, it. He, he didn't feel as though he was betraying his other gods or anything like that. He just, okay, let me go ahead and throw this on real quick. You know, this is the God of helping me do better <laughs> with my trading. <laughs> because, you know, uh, with, with Christian, they did a lot of discrimination against uh, Muslims and, and pagans and especially during trading when when you're trading goods and, and services you need to get the best deal because you're doing this for you and your children and your family and your people so you're trying to get you know as as good of a deal as you can get and Christians were giving each other better deals than they would Muslims and, and Vikings the only thing about the Viking throwing on a cross real quick before he went to the docks is that, you know, it's cool. It's okay to do stuff like that, but you cannot get baptized. When you become baptized, that is denouncing all other religions, all other beliefs, all other gods. The very first rule, thou shall have no other gods before me. So when you're when you're baptized like psh, that's it you know you're you're throwing away everything else right so denmark nor uh norway and and sweden all became predominantly christian by the year 1200 so okay um okay uh so scandinavian the scandinavians these these nordic people uh, came here in the 1800s. So quick side note, Scandinavians are not Europeans in the way that we think like it's it's not they're not they're not the ones that took us. <laughs> they're not the ones they're not the ones guys. Uh, when they came here, they were absolutely disgusted by the treatment of black Americans. And they were the most vocal in in the in the uh, in abolishing slavery. So they were our first allies. So please keep that in mind. They were the 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 original allies of of the black American. Okay, so getting back to it, so paganism was lost uh, on the white American until the 1800s, but by that time, the ones that 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 were you know doing magic or whatever, uh, they had already learned about root work. The witches of Salem weren't practicing paganism; they weren't even accused of paganism they were accused of witchcraft and devil worship that is what they were specifically accused of doing and um, but they weren't they weren't practicing paganism they were most likely practicing the root workings of of hoodoo so by the time the scandinavians immigrated here the few that would practice would would uh, root work in private were already open 
to the idea of the tales of the older Nordic beliefs. So now in the 21st century, paganism is a lot more widely accepted. Um, and that's like going back to, you know, the television shows and the books and the comics and the movies and all of that, that, you know, that came about with, with the invention of the television and whatnot. So, so there's no confusion. Paganism is not traditional African spiritualism, which is not devil worship. So now that we know the definition of paganism and the definition of traditional African spiritualism, it's pretty safe to say that to know that, that pretty safe to say that we um, we know that neither one is is devil worship unless you're a Christian because if you're worshiping anything other than than God then it is considered devil worship. So I came across a Facebook post about Killer Mike having a problem with Christians and black people. Um, what he meant by that was that he, he didn't mean that he had a, a problem with Christianity. He meant that he had a problem with white Jesus and people praying to a white Jesus. Okay. So somebody had commented that black people were Christians before slavery. Let me clear this up. When we was picked up, Okay, the people that migrated here, well, not migrated here, but migrated uh, to West Africa from Central Africa and, and from Northern Africa, they weren't Christian, they were Muslim. Okay, they were Muslim. All right, they were not Christian. And I had to school a handful of people on that. So, now we're going to get into the uh, religion, the faith of Islam. Um, here in just a bit, I got a little segment where I talk to my brother, Yasin Johnson, and um, he is a Muslim. And uh, we're just gonna we're 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 gonna get into a couple of questions and and some history into it and whatnot. Um, but before I do, I wanted to uh, clear a couple of things up. Um, their religion is about faith, hope, and peace. It is not some ugly terrorist religion, and it hurts so much to to know that other people think that about what my brother believes in because if you knew my brother you would know that he is not a a hateful person you've got these people that did these horrible terrible awful awful things and now everyone thinks that that's what this religion is all about and it's not so let's let's clear a couple of things up um so okay so the word sharia a lot of people hear sharia law and they get so scared and they get so woo sharia law sharia law isn't it's not stone tablets like the ten commandments okay it's more of a guideline as to how to to do certain things you know what I'm saying? Like how you should get married and how you should pray. This isn't, it's not, it's not a law law. It's just lost in translation for a lack of better word. They use the word law. Okay. Um, another thing is that, that a lot of people think is that their women are, um, are are kind of put on the back burner let me tell you something more muslim women are in heads of state in muslim countries than there are here so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so okay a little tiny bit of backstory and i'm, I'm gonna let my brother do the the bulk of this but this is just a little bit of what i know so okay so the angel of gabriel um the angel gabriel uh appeared to a dude named muhammad who was a caravan trader um told him to recite the word of god 
after much coaxing from his family because he at first he was like mm, I don't know but after a minute his family was like hey you were called upon but you know by God to do something so you got to do it so okay so he finally came to accept the word um, or to, to accept the fact that he was a prophet okay so this is a little bit of something he was living in Mecca uh, which is now present-day Saudi Arabia um he was okay I'm gonna let my brother explain that um da, 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 da. um so th there's basically two themes of of uh the Quran it's one theme I mean there's a, there's a lot of different themes that I'm not trying to summarize it there's a lot of themes to the Quran but but there's two that are are main and and sin, their central themes of the the holy book one would be monotheism and the other is the importance of taking care of the less fortunate than you so okay they've got these five pillars of faith which is m more widely accepted with the the sunnis but um they've got the five pillars of faith and so you've got salat which is ritual prayer five times a day at, at, at dawn, noon, afternoon, sunset, and evening. Um, the Shahada, a profession of faith that there is no God but God and that Muhammad is God's prophet. Psalm, uh, which I don't know, I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is uh, a month-long fast, fasting during uh, Ramadan. Okay, so you can't, when, when I say a month long fasting, it's not like you're not eating the, the entire month. You only, you do not eat during daylight hours. Okay, and I think pretty much every religion has a time where you do fast. So that's not like a, a super out there thing. It's just they actually do it you know christians hey you're supposed to be fasting during certain times too but y'all don't be doing it uh zakat um that's when the non-poor listen to this the non-poor if you're as long as you're not poor you are to give a percentage of your wealth to the poor that's one of their five pillars they don't there, there's nothing like that one it, it, there is stuff like that in Christianity, but a lot of people don't follow it. Um, and then the Hajj, uh, the pilgr your pilgrimage to Mecca at least once in your lifetime, if you could afford it. If you could afford to go, if you're able to go, that that is the Hajj. That's what you that's what you do. Um, and then there was one more thing. Oh, yes. Okay. So one last thing that I kind of wanted to clear up. Jihad. Jihad is a word that scares a lot of people and it's so ridiculous. A jihad is an exerted effort to better oneself. That's all it is. It's not going into battle yelling Allah. Like that's, I mean, people can be so ignorant. So basically, if you want to eat better, if you're trying to work harder, if you, you know, start going to the gym more often to better yourself, to better your temple, those are all legitimate forms of jihad. So now that you got a little bit, for those of you that don't know a whole lot about, um, about the, the, the faith, the religion of Islam, now that you do know a little bit about it, you know, spread it. Don't just sit on it. Spread it. Let people know. Let other people know like, hey, this isn't some crazy, scary thing. And that's it's real ugly to, to sit there and, and assume that it is. Um, so before I get into the um, the clip with my brother, um, I just want to go ahead and say this really quick. There are only two men on this earth that I respect fully. 
And one of those people is my dad and the other one is my brother. Now, you well, we we call my dad, we call our dad uh, Jer. His name is Jordan. We call him Jer for short. Never really called him dad. Um, I don't know why, <laughs> but he is our father. We just called him by his first name. And uh, he, I remember he's never lied to me. He's never lied to me. There are things that, questions that I would ask him when I was younger. And he would tell me, I'll tell you when you get older. <laughs> I'll tell you when you get older. And that used to irritate me so bad. But it was because he, one, he didn't want to lie to me. But he also didn't feel as though I was ready to hear what he had to say. And that I respect. Because, you know, you... you I, I tell people all the time, be careful of the questions that you ask, because you might get an answer that you're not ready to hear. And my dad was aware of that. He never told me that. That's just something that I, you know, eventually grew into. And now looking back on my childhood, like that's, you know, I respect a person for being able to be honest and especially in a world where so many people are dishonest and then we've got my brother who's older than I am significantly older than I am and um you know we never really had a whole lot to talk about his kids because I mean hell by the time you know I was able to talk like he was off he was driving had a job and you know he was doing it like he was a teenager he was a he was a, almost a grown man so we didn't have a whole lot in common but he's never disrespected me he's never lied to me about anything if there's something that he didn't know he would just flat out say hey I don't know he didn't he'd never tried to make something up on the spot um, and he was a lot, he's a lot like my dad, you know, it seems as though it shouldn't be too hard to be a decent human being. And my, it, it seems like it shouldn't be that hard. And for a lot of people, it isn't that hard. And for a whole lot of people, it's a, it, it is that hard, but my brother and my father, they both make it looks so effortless and and yeah so I just wanted to say that um I really do respect my brother this I, I wouldn't have him on the show I, it's not that I wanted him on the show because he's my brother and because he just so happens to be Muslim I wanted him on here because of those things and because I respect him as as a man, as a person, as my brother, I respect him. So <clears throat> anyhow, I hope that you guys enjoy this next segment and I'll be back for the outro. Hopefully these folks will be done with their party and I can do this in peace. <laughs> All right, so I've got my brother Yasin Johnson here and uh, he's going to talk with us a little bit about the religion of Islam. So, okay, so to go back a little bit, uh, you're about what, seven, eight, nine years older than me? Yes. Okay. No, about ten. Really? Yeah, you were born in what, 87? Um, 86. Oh, oh, oh. That's your one, eight, nine, nine years. Nine years, Somewhere. yeah. Yeah, okay, so like, so when when we were younger, when we were kids, we didn't have like a whole lot to talk about, you know, like we weren't extremely close or anything like that because of the age, mainly because of the age gap. But like, you know, you remember some of the things that um, that I don't remember and, you know, stuff that bef like long before me. So like, OK, a couple of days or about a week or so ago. Um, I was talking to Charlotte. We had a bet going on. Um, I had mentioned something about granddaddy's side of the family being from Louisiana. And we ended up getting Jer on the phone. And uh, we talked for a long, long time. And Charlotte had mentioned something about how when <laughs> when uh, mom and Jer would send you guys off to school, that you guys had to cross this like six lane highway. <laughs> 
I'm like all this other stuff that, you know, I just don't really remember any of it. But um, yeah, so, but okay, so growing up, did you ever feel like, did you, did you feel like it was okay to ask questions? Cause we were brought up Christian. So like, did you ever feel like it was okay to start asking questions? Did you ever ask mom any questions? Uh, first of all, uh, let me just say this. I might be nine years older than you, but I look younger than you. <laughs> I don't look my age. No, uh, you don't. You, no, you seriously I don't look, look like an old person. No, you don't. You look exactly how you did in high school, <laughs> which is amazing. But <laughs> good genes. Good yeah, yeah, we got good genes. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, um, did, did I feel okay with asking questions? Yeah. Like, did, did you ever, did you ever even ask mom any questions about Christianity? No, I think Charlotte did the questioning. Um, but one thing I think needs to be understood too, uh, we didn't, we didn't go to church until we moved down south. Really? I, I don't have any recollection of going to church when we were in uh, Milwaukee. Huh. So, I, I don't I don't recall that at all. I've, and, and from my viewpoint, and even when we moved down here, uh, we didn't go. That was maybe like a year or two later. I know mom started going, and then she started bringing us. As far as the, the questions go, um, trying to try to get myself in that mind frame where I was back then. Um, yeah. It, it, I think for, for me and maybe Charlotte as well, I don't know, I don't want to speak on her behalf, her behalf, her experiences, but I know for myself, I, I just looked at it like, oh, this is something new, okay. something I'm not familiar with, so uh, let's see what this is. Yeah. Huh. So, we, you know, we started going and whatnot, and I, I think the reason why me and Charlotte might have had the same experience because of our, our closeness and age. Yeah. And uh, to, to be honest, which I'm not trying to be, be funny, but I mean, it, it was like so many things about it was new that we thought was funny. <laughs> um, and I won't get into that because that's just a whole other long story. But um, <laughs> there were other youth there that were our age. Right, right. Know? So we got to be around people who were a little older than us. And, you know, like when I was in middle school, a lot of the kids were in high school. So by the time I got to high school, I knew a lot about what was going on. Okay. Um, and, and things of that nature. So, and, and they had they had youth groups and there was programs, you know, things for us to do. Kept us busy. Right, right. And it was fun. Yeah. Okay. Cause like, I mean, cause you know, <clears throat> I had like a, it's funny that we were, we were raised by the same people, but I've had like a completely different, different childhood than you guys had because like all I remember is Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church, you know, <laughs> that's, it, it wasn't always like that. It wasn't always like that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cause like, you know, I was like super into the church and everything, but I was super into it because mom was super into it. You know, I hung off of her head like all the time. So that, you know, like I, and when I started having questions, um, I don't know if she ever told you this or not. <clears throat> when I started having questions about Christianity, she took me to Pastor Talbert. Talbert. Do you remember him? Vaguely. Okay. I think, I think he was there. Uh, right before Reverend Ratliff. I think so. But she she took me to him and I'm asking him all these questions that he's not able to provide clear, concise answers to. And he told mom that uh, I was going down the path of devil worship <laughs> and that, I, that she needed to rectify it. And you know, that, it just kind of, it turned me off because, you know, these are there, there were legitimate questions, you know, and 
Um, they just weren't, it's not that I didn't like the answer. The answer just didn't make sense to me. And I'm like, okay, well, can you explain this? And I think at, even at that young age, I was looking for a more scientific reason, reasoning behind everything. And I just wasn't getting it. But, you know, like, like I said, shoot, like by the time mom and Jerry got a divorce, like I was 10 <clears throat> and you were already in college. So like, you know, once again, we had completely uh, different, you know, um, um, childhoods and whatnot. But, you know, how, uh, like, Jer being uh, Taoist and, and mom being, um, being uh, Christian, you know, that we grew up in a, a pretty tolerant, I would say, a pretty tolerant household, you know, and um, um, I, I, I didn't know if that was, if it was always the case. But that's always, that's pretty interesting to know that it wasn't like that uh, beforehand. So that's, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. But, um, okay. So tell me a little bit about the history of, uh, Islam, like how it originated, what's the story behind it. And ultimately like it, how, how it got to central and West Africa. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll answer that, but I think what might help your audience to you know, to understand, and I feel like I should say as well, is that going back then, at that point in time for myself, um, religion was not something that, it's not something that I loved, I hated, liked, or disliked. It's just my mind was somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, as far as the, the, the questions go, I, I would say the only clear thing I can say that there was a that watershed moment when I what I thought was was being taught what I believe mm. and was monotheism okay God and stuff and then you know I heard the pastors say that Jesus is God and that's why I said huh I didn't know that mm. I thought I thought it was like you know like a messenger or something like that or just a really important person I didn't and that part of it comes from the fact that I was playing around in church and wasn't paying attention <laughs> I was drawing pictures and stuff and trying to make people laugh and trying to get girls attention so um so that so as far as the, the, the history um I would just give you the, the most abridged version that I can because that, that can turn into a very long conversation, but started roughly 1,400 years ago. Okay. Okay. And in a nutshell, this is how it happened, and this will also help people to understand why what you call today the Abrahamic faith, Judaism, mm -hmm. Christianity, and Islam. Right. This is why they look so similar. Uh, I've even had on several occasions people say, I don't see the difference between y'all. Mm -hmm. and, and it's easy to say that because we all have the same prophets and messages, the same stories. Right. But there's an addendum for Christianity and an addendum with, with Judaism. The, the way we see it is like this. At one time, you know, the religion was one whole, this is what it was. But the people eventually went astray and started following their own desires. Mm -hmm. And so every time that happens, God would send a messenger or a prophet to rectify the affairs of the people and to get them back on the right track the way it was before. Gotcha. Now this happens several times. And it, and it happens any time a prophet or messenger is sent. Um, uh, and we know that there were 125,000. Oh wow! And to every there was there was at least one for every nation, but with one hundred and twenty-five thousand, there's several for every nation that was sent. The Quran wow. only mentions twenty-five of them, I believe. But every time, and the main the main people being Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad, right? There were other ones, peace be upon all of them. But 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 in between, there were other ones too. 
and they just called to the people, called them back to the, um, the original way of doing things. Okay, gotcha. The original religion, you know. So after uh, once Moses uh, Moses came and got the people, you know, the, the children of Israel, mm-hmm. got them back on track. Everyone was back to doing, you know, what they were supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After him, people went astray. And you had other prophets and messages come. But to make a long story short, people went astray. God sent a prophet or messenger. He rectified the people. They went astray. He sent another one. They went astray. They went astray. He sent another one up until the time of Jesus, peace be upon him. Okay. He did the same thing. And then after him, the people went astray. So he sent Muhammad, peace be upon him. And then after that, he said, that's it, hmm. so to speak. Okay, and so after, he would... After that, this is, this is what I'm going to send to be all, end all. This is a message for mankind. And it's going to be, it's like this to the end. Gotcha. So no he... one else is to be sent after that. Okay, okay. And, and, and until uh, Jesus comes back again. Okay, okay. So that that is something that you guys believe in, uh, Jesus coming back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Most huh? Most definitely. Okay, okay. See, now I'm learning something new because I didn't, I didn't know that. All right, all right, all right. Okay, well, that was that was pretty clear and uh, to the point. So, so God sent. <clears throat> The Prophet Muhammad as the last, like, like, hey, like, y'all better get it together, like, right now. <laughs> so he right, 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 and 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 in the Quran, which which he put his guarantee on, cannot be altered or changed. Gotcha. People, when people went astray, they also changed the book. They would change stories around and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. To fit the desires of the people or for themselves. Okay. okay. Um, this is this can be evidence for people out there who who are Christian and read like the New Testament, for example. If you if you look at follow the story of Jesus and how the issues he had with the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they were the learned, the elders. They knew the original language of, of Hebrew, and that, and that language is only for them. You know, they, they knew what was going on and um, they had changed the laws and things of that nature and when when, uh, when Jesus came he would say things and, and that's the thing about it when these prophets and messengers come um, they were always considered to be heretics oh this guy's crazy he's trying to change our religion no you all changed it he's getting it back the way it was originally done right Right. And a lot of them, they, the people killed. A hmm. lot of them were tortured. Uh, a lot of them were harmed by the people that they were trying to help. Hmm. Say, hey, look, that the law doesn't say do that. It's supposed to say, to say or do this. Matter of fact, that's what the word Torah means, a law, hmm. which is the same thing as the Sharia. The same thing. It's the law. Okay. 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 And it's not, it's not like a rule book. It's, it's a guideline. Right. Right. You know, and this is not to be mean or to be, or just to keep people from having fun. It's just that, okay, look, if you look at today in today's society and the way things have gotten out of hand, people are now starting to review what they consider old-fashioned or barbaric ways of doing things. Now they're starting to consider going back to doing those things. Why? Because they see when you start changing things just a little bit here, mm-hmm. and time goes on as it progresses, and you change more and more and more, you end up with the mess you had now. Right. Okay. With everything just being jumbled up and everybody just doing what they want to do instead right. of what they should right. be doing. Gotcha. Just to keep order. And in any society, whether it's religious or not, in any society, you have to have. A system of checks and balances. Right. You can't let people just get out of control and do whatever the heck they want to. Gotcha. It's it's detrimental to society. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 
when 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 uh islam was became a thing you know like that that started uh in mecca uh which is now saudi arabia present day saudi arabia um how did how did that travel from saudi arabia to central and west africa now that i can i could I can explain a little bit on how it got to West Africa because people from Central Africa migrated to West Africa. And obviously with that, they brought their, their religion, their beliefs. But, um, so like what, was it the, uh, Ooh, uh, my notes are scattered here. <laughs> um, something, some empire had spread spread further out into Africa. So was it, was it just basically just the, the, um, overtaking of, of lands and stuff, you know, like the expansion of empires? It, like, is that how, or did they, did no, they go on? No, it, it, uh, contrary to popular belief, it, it was not spread by the sword. It was spread by trade. Gotcha. Okay. Cause like that, that's very interesting that you mentioned that because I've got something, uh, in my notes about how, uh, the Vikings, the, how now uh, it, they weren't converted to Christianity, um, because of trade, but a lot of, it was a lot less bloody, um, because they were, they were polytheistic and, and it was more, uh, they were, they were more accepting of an additional God. They weren't really sure about what they were doing, yeah. now, but okay. That, that right there, you were, that goes into European history. Right, right. And that's, and that's a completely separate, yeah. Visigoths, the Brits, the Delts, and all of that. You have to understand their society, you have to understand their culture, you have to understand uh, how warfare was the warfare was the thing for a very, very long time. Right. And in warfare, when one side takes the other side, it's almost as if you're defeating their God. Mm. Okay? Okay. Because they're saying, we, we claim this victory in the name of our God, whatever that is. Okay, so... Inst- and these people were, uh, were defeated, mm. so they would readily accept that other, that, uh, their, um, the other side's God simply because they lost. Gotcha. Like, well, if, if our God was, was on our side, we, we would have won this. Gotcha. And to be honest with you, to a certain degree, it's like that to this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but that's, that's a whole other conversation. That's, that's European history, right? Gotcha. Um, Okay, so just like it wasn't just man against man, it, they were pinning gods against each other as well. Yeah, and, and it, whether it's it's real or apparent to someone studying, what one has to understand is that those who fought fought in the names of their gods. I'm talking about European history. Okay. So if there was any victory to be won, they credited to to their gods. Gotcha. The gods were with us, Zeus, or Mm-hmm. when they had conquered lower parts of Europe, such as 
Sicily mm-hmm. in Spain. They conquered and they brought Islam with them. Hmm. But you have to understand, you know, this was an issue in which they were attacked. And this is warfare. So they, they but um, they mixed with those people as well. Right. Okay? They mixed with those people. And this is why you won't hear this too much in America, but you will hear this, especially over in that region of the earth, that Africa starts in Rome. That's an old, old, old saying because the Moors had conquered Europe up to Rome. Hmm. And hmm. it mixed with those with, with, with those women. And this is why Sicilians and up to Rome Italians, and hmm. if you look at Spain, that's why they look the way that they look. Yeah. They look like biracial people because that's what they are, they're biracial people. Right, right. Of right. course, you know, history won't tell you that. Of course. Anyways, I'm going way on tangent here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was by trade. Okay. Okay, all right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, real quick, uh, so if you could explain a little bit to me, and you don't have to go into your own personal story, but um, just just your opinion on why you think now, and when I say now, I don't mean 2019, I mean over the last 50, 7,500 years, Black Americans are starting to go back to the Islamic faith. Okay, uh, I think you're talking about conversions? Um, Converts? Yeah, yeah, like, like, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was was just going to throw out the example like Malcolm X. Civil rights movement 
started for him, really. Right. And it wasn't centered around him. Now, it's not to take away from anything he did. Right. What he did and what, what he fought for was great. But before that, there were, there were things going on, and people were making advances toward it. And again, there was an evolution in mind state, spirituality. I, I credit it mostly to the Great Migration. A lot of blacks were moving up north. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were throwing off, um, you know, that, that, that cold, that, that Jim Crow way of doing things mm-hmm. once they got up north. And they, and especially in places like New York City and surrounding areas, which is considered the melting pot, you had immigrants coming in from all over the right. country. Right. And, and now they were mixing the living with them. So they caught on to new experiences. And, and one of those things was, uh, was, was Islam. Okay. Okay, yeah. And, and before that, just right quick, mm-hmm. a lot of people for some reason think that our, our ancestors were, were all Muslim, and that's not true. They, they don't know have an exact number, but it was definitely no more than 30%, and it was definitely higher than 10%. So somewhere between 10 and 20% of our ancestors Right. Now, the thing about it is, um, a lot of that stayed with the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you could be seriously maimed, tortured, and even killed for practicing your former religion. And not just, that didn't just include Islam, it included other religions, Western, right. traditional West African religions. Right, right. So a lot of people hid it and did it in private. Matter of fact, um, People might end up looking at, at roots a different way. Kunta Kinte was Muslim. Mm-hmm. It was Muslim. Right. And in the movie, there's a, there's a scene where he's making what we call salat or prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his name? Fiddler comes and hits him and says, hey, hey, what you doing? What you doing? You know you ain't supposed to be praying like that. You won't get hurt for doing stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it carried, it eventually kind of faded out after after so many generations, mm-hmm. but even to this day in certain parts of South Carolina and in, you know, I forget what you call them, but they're islands off the, off the coast of uh, Georgia and Alabama. Uh, Gullah, the Gullah Islands. are still passed on. Yeah. Um, certain things like, if you have certain cultures where people don't eat pork anymore, or mm-hmm. certain uh, certain things that are recited. And they don't, a lot of them may not even know where it comes from. Right, right. But, Gotcha, because they tried so hard to try and and keep at least some bit of them that they try to pass it down and when at in the in, caught up in the middle of passing it down, you know they forgot to explain. Hey, this is why we do this, and yeah. But you, 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 people have to understand when you take a downtrodden people, when you take an oppressed people mm-hmm. that have been harmed for so long, and those oppressors have you a particular religion mm-hmm. to suppress them and to keep them down with. Mm-hmm. As soon as those people find an opportunity, you know, with, when they when they get a little bit of freedom, they want to throw those old chains up. Right. And right. they're going to, you know, look for alternatives or when alternatives come to them, they'll accept those. Now, that's not to say these people didn't, don't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, this is this you know this when you when you have a new when you have new experiences mm-hmm. but I, I do want to make that clear that usually when you see a large wave of, of African Americans you know coming into Islam historically they were coming into other other experiences as well yeah like uh, how Tina Turner Turner converted to uh, Buddhism. Yeah. Yes. 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 And even now, now I was just reading something about this uh, a couple months ago. You have a lot of African uh, Americans going back to traditional West African practices such as voodoo. Right. And or, here's it. Then it's funny you're saying. Um, so this this is the the religion series that I'm doing, and I just got done 
uh, record, uh, uh, recording and publishing. I don't know if you've had a chance to, to take a look at it just yet, but uh, the the last two episodes that I uh, that I talked about was was about traditional African uh, spiritualism. And yes, hmm. That's right. Right. And like, and how, uh, we, we, we talked about how, how it expanded and, and came from Africa through the, uh, transatlantic slave trade to all of these different, uh, areas around the world and, um, how, um, you know, having to, to, to use the veil of Christianity, they were masking, you know, those same beliefs and, and taking for a little bit from here and there and put, wrapping it into one, you get things like Santeria and, and Hoodoo and Voodoo and, you know, all these different, right, right. And it's like, it's, it's really interesting to see the evolution of all of these, these, uh, beliefs. And especially due to this, this particular, slave trade i mean like there's been slave trading long before you know the transatlantic slave trade but i mean it, it, it because it was on such a wide scale it it reached every corner of the world you know and it, it's just it's it's interesting to see how how um a lot of these um a lot of these religions kind of uh, came about and there's one and I don't have my notes in front of me there's one uh, that's branched off of, of hoodoo and they have like a little bit of everything they got Buddhism they've got Islam they've got Judaism they've got like all of these different <laughs> religions just kind of wrapped into one and it's this and, and it's so far away it's that it's it's interesting to see how all of those diff- very very different religions ended up in one uh group of people so um yeah there's there's definitely I that I, I wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say uh how they evolved because they've always been around yeah been around for a very very long time it's right just, they, they've been kept with the people what folks don't seem to understand i, I don't know why but you, you cannot kill an ideology you cannot mm. kill a belief. Mm. You know, you cannot kill a religion. Mm-hmm. You, you just can't. I mean, as long as there are people who believe in certain things, the practitioners of certain things, you know, even even if you say, well, I'm going to make you believe something, how in the world can you make somebody believe something? Right. Now, you can threaten them all day and they can put on a hat and put on a pretty good show for you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you cannot get in this person's mind and physically remove mm. what they believe in. So, right. you know, I, I'm the type of person, I have my beliefs, I'm not coming up off of that. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. It, but but I, I do understand one thing. You are never going to get to the point where everybody believes the same thing. Right. And everybody is not going to have believe in the same religion and mm-hmm. even if you did even if you did you just have a bunch of people that confessed and said that they believe it <laughs> they may not believe it in their hearts right right and that's where that's one of the things we focus so upon so much in islam is the class or sincerity it has to be sincere yeah if, if, if one is to take the shahada and become a for some guy or for some girl or because they think they're going to get some money mm-hmm. or because they want some type of protection or something like that and it's not sincere then it's not valid right but see only God knows your intention mm-hmm. and that's something he would have to he would have to sort out right but, and and that's it's 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 odd to me how how these other major religions don't have that 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 honesty there, you know, because it, 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 Islam is a very very peaceful religion. People just don't. I mean, you get a handful of bad apples that just you know it it, it was ruining the bunch, and it, it people don't realize just how peaceful this this religion really is, and 
because nobody wants to listen to it. Nobody wants to, to open their minds and nobody wants to hear it. And it's, it's really sad that, you know, no other, <laughs> no other faith is like, Hey, like for like what you just said, either, either it, you, you believe in this or it's not valid. Now, you can't say that in Christianity. They'll tell you keep on praying until you do believe. You know, fake it till you make it. <laughs> and it's it's not like that with Muslims. It's like you you hey you know like yeah ask questions and you know be knowledgeable, but at the same time like you have to be sincere about it. You gotta you gotta you you really have to to be serious about what you're doing and what you're asking, what you're believing in. So, yeah, that's, wow, okay, okay, all right. Well, cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you so very much. I really do appreciate it, um, you coming on the show. Yes, yes, and, you know, we, we often have a lot of uh, really long conversations about all kinds of stuff, and um, I'd love for you to come back on this show again. I'm trying to get Charlotte to come on. She won't come on. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, I definitely love for you to be be, be able to come back on and and we could talk about some other stuff. Um, it's 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 fun having a back and forth. It's fun being able to actually talk to someone <laughs> than rather than doing this by myself. So I really appreciate it. No problem. I just like to say that people, you know, um, people are free to believe what they want to believe, but not believe what they want to believe. But I do, I, this is just a personal thing, this is me, you know, I'm talking, is that I do believe that in this country, in this world, people can live peacefully amongst each other, even though they may have differences. And yeah. as long as people strive for that, and look, I might not believe what you believe in, you may not believe what I believe in, but that doesn't give us an excuse to go out here and act the bag on fool. Yeah. Just ruin this place. Right, right. I believe most people in this world are, are good, decent people. If we focus on our similarities, pose our differences, to help make the world a better place. Right. That's beautiful. Yes. Yes. That's a good sound bite right there. <laughs> well, all right then. I really do appreciate it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording right now. All right, all right, all right. So that was the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did creating it. Yes. Um, and thanks, big, big shout out. Big, big thanks to my brother, Yasin Johnson, for coming on the show. Definitely going to have to have him back on. He is a very, very knowledgeable, knowledgeable man. Um, he knows a lot about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Okay, so if you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, you can email them to me at tqtpodcasts at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at tqtpodcast and on Facebook, The Queen's Table Podcast. That's it. Oh, be sure to go and check out my girl, Miss Danette. Okay, so I mentioned it at the top of the show. Definitely wanted to put that out there one more time. Definitely go and check her out. Um, you can find her on authorhouse.com. She is also on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Um, you can get in touch with her directly um, on uh, Instagram at Leave a Live Book. Okay, and uh, that way you don't have to pay for shipping whenever you go ahead and get that. So go ahead and get that. And we all came from Africa, so stay black, y'all. I was going to choose a career before I choose my principles, my manhood. So I said, okay, cool. Find me from this $100,000 movie because I ain't going to play no gangbanger who's a Muslim. There ain't no such thing. I refuse to play parts that don't exist.